Studios, this is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer. Listen to AM560, The Answer online at 560theanswer.com on the AM560 mobile app, on your Alexa-powered smart speaker, and on TuneIn, iHeart, and on Odyssey. If you're looking for the latest news, insight into what it means, and the sharpest opinion, there's only one station in Chicago where you can turn, and it's this one. We're AM560, The Answer. Top of the morning, Dan and Amy. Right now, the market is up. It opened up uh, based on some good earnings report from tech companies. We'll see how the market processes the GDP number from Q1, minus 1.4%. Uh, that's called contraction. That's called a, a one quarter of contraction away from a recession and uh, the implications uh, that follow. For more on all of this, on the implications piece of it, pleased to be joined by our friend Jim Perry, SVP of Arbor Research. Jim, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you, Dan, and thank you for having me. Uh, so nobody was anticipating negative, much less this negative. What? Uh, how will the market process it, and what does that mean in terms of the financial landscape uh, uh, going forward? Right. Well, it's funny, you know, um, every time we get a negative number, uh, the headlines are uh, a surprisingly weak number, right? Um, that's part of the bullish narrative that you get on the TV stations for the business channels. Uh, the Atlanta Fed does a GDP forecast, and it's been negative for a month and a half. So, um, and I think the last time you and I spoke, I told you I thought we'd be lucky to have GDP at zero. So, it's not really a surprise, and mm -hmm. I would suspect that going forward you will see uh negative gdp prints uh in the quarters ahead well when was the last time we were here with negative gdp well it's funny people kind of forget but you know in the fourth quarter and the third quarter of 2019 before the pandemic we were going into recession then and that's when the fed in september and october began their fourth wave of quantitative easing, which we called QE infinity. Um, <laughs> and the repo market collapsed and the Fed bought uh, a trillion and a half dollars with the treasury bill. So we were going into recession before the pandemic, right? And then, of course, the first quarter and second quarter of the pandemic year were deeply negative numbers, which bounced back solely because of government stimulus. And uh, here we are now with the reckoning starting to manifest itself, the idea that you can run the printing pen presses forever with no consequence, the idea that you can uh, replace a private economy with government transfer payments. Um, the rubber is starting to meet the road, is it not? Absolutely. This is the end of free money. Um, the higher rate certainty that has been given us as messages from Jerome Powell uh, is here. We had a 25 basis point hike um, last month, and on May 4th, they're going to aggressively hike uh, again, 50 basis points, maybe more, also on June 15th, also on July 27th. The market's got a 225 basis points of Fed tightening priced in uh, into Q4. That's a lot. And so uh, you expect... Uh the the market to react negative to negatively to this over time like for the rest of the year are we looking at 
Uh, I mean, your Nasdaq was at a 52-week low yesterday. Are we looking at um, uh, new lows as far as the eye can see? Well, there's a little bit of an oversold story today, but yeah, I mean, you know, higher rates and aggressive rate hikes are coming, and the great risk unwind has begun. And to your point, you know, artificially uh, established low interest rates and free money uh, causes problems that people don't really think about until it's here. Um, there's a, I was thinking about this last night. There's a great quote from, from Ernest Hemingway in a book that he wrote called uh, The Sun Also Rises. Right. One of his buddies exclaims that he's gone bankrupt. So Hemingway's character says, well, how'd you go bankrupt? And the guy says, well, gradually at first and then suddenly. <laughs> so the, the point is this, this has been coming for a long time. It's just all of a sudden showing up. The stock market, you know, the NASDAQ down 22% already this year. The S&P is down 13 uh, and the Russell 2000 is down 22%. So this, is, this has been going on since January, November, December, January. And so we were talking uh, for the first um, part of the year about whether or not inflation was transitory. And then the Biden administration and Jay Powell decided to stop suggesting it would be transitory. Uh, and now it seems we have to add the stag to the inflation and ask if stagflation is going to be transitory. Are we going to see two quarters of negative growth or are we going to be beset by stagflation for an extended period of time? Right. Um, the economy around the world is slowing dramatically, and that is a direct effect of the conflict in the Ukraine. And that conflict has caused two things to happen. I mean, you know, the supply chain story from six months ago and nine months ago, that was about semiconductors and laptops, right? This one's different. This is about energy and more critically, food, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a food shortage on the planet, and that's going to give social instability a little bit of a boost. And the higher energy prices, you know, that is nothing but inflationary. So we are going to have global food and energy inflation and goods inflation as long as the pandemic exists and the lockdown exists in China. And the, the Europeans are going to have to cut back on their Russian oil, and it's going to take them some time to do it. So... Um, well, and then the response and the up. response and the response from the central planners is going to be what it's going to be more transfer payments and more tinkering. So, right. I mean, that's that's right. more likely than not to be the response. So how does that not extend this uh, this uh, negative environment? Right. Well, look what happened uh, in the last six weeks here with the Japanese yen. I mean, I know it's a little bit slightly esoteric for the average investor in this country, but, you know, the dollar is on a rampage here because. The currencies of China and of Europe and Japan are absolutely collapsing. And last night, you know, the Bank of Japan said they're going to do whatever it takes to buy 10-year JGBs, which is the 10-year government bond of Japan, and keep rates artificially low for as long as it takes. And as they do that, the Japanese yen is absolutely collapsing. And the Japanese, to their credit, you know, They've been trying to inflate their economy for 30 years, right? And they have not been able to do it. And by, by letting the yen collapse here, they get an opportunity to finally inflate their economy. So this is the chance of a lifetime for the Bank of Japan. Uh, the, the government and, the, and the, the, the central bank there have to be absolutely thrilled that this is happening. It's more stimulus. And the Chinese stimulated yesterday again, too. So... Um, and the Europeans are still buying government bonds, right? So 
are we ever going to really get out of the, the nanny state of government money printing? Probably not. But here, it's going to stop immediately because Powell has promised the administration that he would do everything he can to get prices down for the average American consumer. And that's what's going to happen. The Fed is going to tighten aggressively. This is why the dollar is going up and all these other currencies are going down. Well, speaking of, well, speaking of Europe, I mean, today, you know, Russia cut off natural gas supplies to Bulgaria and Poland. What is that going to mean? Should we gas up today? I, it, the, the sanction and Russian gas story in Europe is very, very complicated. Okay. Uh, the Russians are trying to force Bulgaria, Poland, and everybody to pay for gas in rubles. And the reason they want that is because they don't have dollars, right? They don't want oil to be traded, and the Chinese do not want oil and commodities in general and technology to be traded in dollars. So he's trying to get away from the dollar regime as a global reserve currency. And frankly, there's nothing economic about that plan. Uh, I don't know who he's talking to over there, but this is just not going to work. So his only choice is to say, well, I'm going to cut you off. And as you can see from the Germans and uh, the Italians, they're, they're starting to say, we are going to quit bringing natural gas and oil in from, from Russia. Uh, we're going to need a few months or maybe a half a year or a year to do it, but we are going to do it. So I think recession in Europe is a certainty. A depression in Russia is a certainty. A severe contraction in China is a certainty. And now you've got a global synchronized systemic recession here. And for the first time ever, the Fed is going to tighten into a global recession. This is just not going to end well for risk assets. It's impossible. And uh, and, and, it's, and you were talking about currencies, too. You know, so it's really risk assets. Um, so crypto... Oh. Um, how, what are we learning about cryptocurrency in this environment so far? Well, the, the Bitcoins is trading just under 40,000, which is kind of where it's been for, you know, a year. It's been between 35 and 45,000 for, for 12 months. And what's interesting about it is it's beginning to correlate quite directly with the NASDAQ, right, as a risk asset. And the reason for that is that the Bitcoin is going to work now just like we knew that the laptop was going to work 30 years ago but we don't know what blockchain technology will be the currency of choice in this new world governments central banks central clearing banks like jp morgan they're all against this stuff because they lose power right so you're going to see a tremendous amount of backlash from the sec and from the fed and from the treasury department about you know the concerns of uh, of bitcoin and fraud and, and, and criminal activity but the bottom line is that you know you look at the earnings of microsoft for example last night cloud computing and, and business enterprise software using blockchain as we've talked about Dan, many times on this show um the growth rates in in, in in the blockchain are exploding and that's all paid for by by cryptocurrency so they're going to be here and eventually do you see regime change from the dollar because of a, an electronic currency? You know, I'm not an expert, but I would say, you know, at some point in the future, maybe it's a half a decade or a decade, I think you're going to see the world understand how to work a, a, a 
an electronic currency that can avoid central clearing. So, yeah, I think everybody should own some. I don't know what it's worth. Maybe it's worth only 5000 It's probably overvalued right now. But And I'm not even sure Bitcoin is going to be the, the cryptocurrency that survives, just like we weren't sure you know, a Commodore computer or a Sun computer was going to survive. Right. They're all spectacularly out of business. Right. But there will be a protocol of cryptocurrency and electronic currency transfers that will be the next generation's go-to exchange rate, for sure. And then what happens in your estimation in the housing market? You get a, a wide array of opinions on this. You would think it would be sort of obvious with interest rates increasing, but um, but it's not obvious because uh, you know it may be very uneven where – you consider you you continue to see home prices increase in a sort of right. un, un, certain enclaves while uh, there's a a reckoning in other parts of the country. Right. Um, if you live out uh, in the suburbs of Chicago, uh, it's a seller's market, right? And I think that's true in most of the Sun Belt and low tax states. Um, and the real estate market has benefited tremendously because of a rise of inflation and also because of low, low interest rates. We've never quite been here before, but both of those two things are not going to exist in the present form within the next year. So my fear on the real estate market is that higher interest rates are going to reduce new mortgages, right? My, the mortgage uh, data came out yesterday. New mortgages are down nine percent from a year ago last year right just yesterday right so the fear is that all of this cheap money has allowed private equity money and venture capital money to go in and buy large large chunks of real estate condos apartment buildings housing development and they're doing that dan with free money mm -hmm. now they have to have the cash flow to service that debt and that debt is going to get more expensive. So there are going to be speculative areas of real estate in the next quarter and two that are going to crash spectacularly, mainly because the era of free money is over. And that is going to create a great unwind and all of the weakest links in the chain. That's going to be credit spreads, mortgage rates, leveraged loans, private equity real estate. Uh, you know, I can go on and on. The tech companies that don't have any money. I mean, the, the carnage in the stock market is, is, is hidden. They always say that averages uh, hide more than they reveal, and nothing could be more true today. I mean, some of these stocks like Peloton and all these things, they're down 80 and 90% from the highs five months ago, right? These companies are going to go out of business. And the fear is that all the retail investors that have got money in ETFs and indices they're buying all this stuff, and they have no idea what the risks they are. So if they feel like they need to unwind those positions because they're down 30%, you're going to get a liquidation. He is Jim Perry, SVP of Arbor Research. Jim, thank you, as always, for your insights, even though they are not encouraging. But we do appreciate your expertise. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Bye, and he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line. Listen to Dan and Amy on your smartphone. Download the AM560 mobile app today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile. I had a lady that was in her mid-70s, and I'd sold her timeshare, and that was the lowest I'd ever felt in my life. I knew then that I had to do something to simply 